0: The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams from the service already in progress. Amen. God bless you. Good morning. Thank you for being here this morning. And Amen. Those of you watching the live stream, You should be happy. We got the audio straightened out. And uh, thank God for my son Jeremiah with all of his technical knowledge. Amen. When you spend that kind of money for a new sound system, it ought to sound good. And today, it's sounding good. Not only in here, but I was listening to the live stream in my office before coming into the sanctuary, and it was pitch perfect. Perfect. And so we thank God for that. Amen. Amen. I've been talking about, I've <clears throat> been doing a series that I call Forgive and Live Without Regrets. And today I want to conclude this series by talking about self forgiveness. Self forgiveness. And I'll ask you to open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27. Matthew, chapter 27, verse 3. When you get there, say amen. If you're on your way, say, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. All right, Matthew. Chapter 27, verse 3. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the 30 pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. The only reason Judas hung himself is because he couldn't forgive himself. You know, forgiveness is a three-way street. I need you to hear me on this. Forgiveness is a three-way street. We ask God to forgive us. We forgive others. But oftentimes we fail to forgive ourselves. How many hear what I'm saying? Judas could not bring himself to forgive himself. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about forgiveness. But the Bible doesn't directly address the issue of forgiving oneself or you would say forgiving yourself. The Bible doesn't say a lot about that. In fact, it doesn't say anything about that other than by implication. But when a person is bound like Judas was by guilt and condemnation, when when a person is bound with regret, they're bound with remorse over some past sin. Only self-forgiveness can really set that person free. So many believers are going through the motions. You know God has forgiven you. You know your neighbor has forgiven you. But you have failed to forgive yourself. And so you live constantly with a feeling of guilt, condemnation, every time that issue is brought up or it comes to mind. You have regrets, you have remorse, and you just can't shake yourself from that. Where God wants you to do for yourself what he's done for you, and that is forgive yourselves. Here in our text, we see how Judas betrayed the Lord Jesus. And after Jesus had been condemned to death, Judas found a conscience but his conscience was unclean. You know, 1 John chapter 3 tells us that if our conscience condemns us, God is greater than our conscience, for he knows all things. But if your conscience condemned you not, then you know you're free. Judas had an unclean conscience. He betrayed innocent blood. And so he brought back the 30 pieces of silver. Now, here's the significance about the 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver is what a slave master was paid when you accidentally killed his slave. So, if you killed that master's slave, then the price to be paid was 30 pieces of silver. Jesus became a slave for our sins. And he died on the cross that we might be free to live unto the righteousness of God. Somebody ought to say something. But Judas had an unclean conscience. Judas felt bad about what he did. And I believe with all my heart that God would have forgiven Judas because Jesus, when he died, he died for the sins of the whole world, not part of the world. Come on now. Judas gave up on himself, but God didn't give up on Judas. Judas felt bad. You're not forgiving yourself because you feel bad about something. Feeling bad about something isn't repentance. And all Judas did was felt remorse. He felt regret, even to the point where he returned the 30 pieces of silver. And so the chief priests and the elders said to him, And that's your problem. This is on you. And he went out and hung himself. Please understand something. When you struggle with forgiving yourself, and everybody has sinned, everybody's done something in the past, everybody has done something you regret, but if you don't forgive yourself, then you will find yourself on that same spectrum with Judas, somewhere between sadness and suicide. Judas went out and killed himself, all because he can forgive himself. Huh? So what is self-forgiveness? I believe God wants us to forgive ourselves. What is self-forgiveness? Well, first of all, it's asking God and the person You sinned against for forgiveness. Then, secondly, it's being able to move past those feelings and those emotions that cause you to have remorse and regret. Then you got to decide, you just got to move on with your life. It's it's nothing here to see. You got to move on with your life. Tell the devil and everybody else, there's nothing here to see. Keep it moving. You got to move on with your life. And how do you decide to move on with your life? You just got to let it go. The same way God lets it go, you got to let it go. That's what self forgiveness is. And we struggle with that. But there is no self forgiveness without repentance. So if you're struggling with repentance, obviously you're going to struggle with forgiving yourself. There is no self forgiveness. Without repentance. You know, Paul told the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians, the seventh chapter, verse 10, he says, For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world leads to death. Judas experienced the sorrow of the world. Judas felt bad. He was remorseful, but he never repented. He felt bad within his own conscience. There was something in Judas's milk that was dirty, and he felt bad about it. But it wasn't godly sorrow. You see, it's one thing to feel bad but it's another thing not to feel bad and not know who can help you feel better. Did you hear what I said? Judas just felt bad. I don't care how much you cry, how much you weep, how much you stay up at night. That is not forgiveness. That is not self-forgiveness and it's shearing repentance. Repentance is making a decision. It's changing your mind about what you did taking responsibility for that and saying, God, forgive me. I don't want to go that way no more. So Judas was on that road of sadness that led to suicide, but he could have stopped. He could have stopped by simply saying, Father, forgive me. I have betrayed the innocent blood. The chief priests and the elders, they couldn't forgive him. So no, what's the point in telling them? I betrayed innocent blood. Here, take your money back. But that was the sorrow that leads to death. And that's exactly what Judas did. In Acts chapter 1, you find that he went out and hung himself. But Judas didn't have to hang himself. Now, many people will say, well, Judas, he busted hell wide open. You know, when he hung himself, he fell down and, and he sort of busted his, his guts. And some people say, well, Judas busted hell wide open. I won't go that far. Let me tell you why. Because the God I serve is a merciful God. He is a gracious God. Even though Judas hung himself, who knows if Judas cried out to God in that last moment before he gave up his last breath. Just like the thief on the cross, he was saved in his dying hour. Jesus said, This day you shall be with me in paradise. How is it that we become judge and jury on people when they die? And we weren't there when they died. We don't know if Judas asked God to forgive him at the last moment. We don't know that. But I do know God is a good God. I do know He's a merciful God. And I do know He is a God that is gracious and his love toward us can never be abated never be but there has to be true repentance and that's where Judas messed up there wasn't true repentance just by returning the money just by saying i you know why did Judas even return the money Judas i believe never intended for jesus to be arrested and sentenced to capital punishment, which was death by hanging on the cross. I believe that Judas, now Judas had a problem. Remember, he was the treasurer. He carried the money bag. He had a problem with money. And I believe Judas used this opportunity to sell Jesus out because he believed that after Jesus was arrested, he would somehow miraculously escape his captors because he was a miracle worker. But when Judas saw that he was condemned, as we read here in verse 3, when he saw that Jesus was condemned to death, when he saw that Jesus wasn't getting out of this one, then he felt bad and returned the money. But I don't think it was ever Judas's intent for Jesus to die. But when it became clear that Jesus would die, that's when he felt bad. That's when the remorse set in. But it's not enough just to feel bad. you got to learn to forgive yourself. Did you hear what I said? Huh? So without true repentance, you know, you'll stay stuck. So many people are stuck. I talk to them all the time. They're stuck. Things that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, they're just stuck. Stuck in disgrace and humiliation. Just stuck. You can't move on in life. It's like, many of you drive automobiles here. It's like when you're pressing the gas pedal in your car and it won't go forward. Anybody ever have a car like that other than me? I had a car. In fact, it was a brand-new car. In fact, I bought it right off the showroom floor from Lincoln Mercury. And i never forget, this car developed what the mechanics said was a vacuum leak. You would press the accelerated but the car wouldn't go it would just creep along and many of our lives are like that we're pressing the gas pedal but we can't go forward we can't get from this place of being stuck in disgrace and humiliation so what did I have to do thank God the car was under warranty I took the car back to Lincoln Mercury and the car was fixed I'm telling you, some of you, you need to get fixed, and only God can fix you. You got to learn to forgive yourself. You got to let that stuff go that happened years ago because it's got you stuck. And God wants you to move forward, huh? And guess what? You will not move forward until you forgive yourself, Huh? You gotta forgive yourself. And then you gotta forget it. And that's the evidence that you've forgiven yourself. You're not thinking about it all the time, you're not talking about it all the time. Forgive yourself. It's spilled milk, it's water under the bridge now. There's nothing, you can't get the paste back in the tube. So you might as well forgive yourself. And forget it and go on with God. How many want to go on with God? Huh? Well, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100. It's really hard to forgive yourself. You know why it's hard to forgive yourself? Because it's hard to forget what you've done. You know you did it. You know you did it. You know it's your fault. And it's hard to forget that. It's like the last song you've heard. (laughs) It's like the last song you heard, and that song is still playing in your mind, and it just keeps playing over and over again on a continuous loop. You can't get that song out of your mind. Now, don't raise your hands, but how many hear songs playing in your mind, and you, you, you thought those songs should have been left in your past, in the old life? But you still hear that song playing. Whew. I love the temptations. And every now and then, I hear one of their songs in my mind. Huh? Nobody else has experienced that other than me. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you for having Detroit in the house. Motown. Huh? But it's like the last song you heard; you just can't get it out of your head. And that's the way it is when you can't forgive yourself. You gotta get that song out of your head. You gotta hit the stop button on the record on, on the player, on the recorder, so that song stop playing. So you gotta make a decision, huh? You know, like I told you last week. When you receive grace, you're obligated to give grace. Now, we understand that, that yes, we should give grace to our brother and our sister because God has been so gracious toward us. But when are you going to be gracious toward yourself? How's it that you want to be better to somebody else than you're willing to be to yourself? You're obligated to be good to yourself. If God loves you, you are obligated to love yourself. If God is forgiving you, you are obligated to forgive yourself. Is that right? But self-forgiveness requires self-love. And a lot of us fall down in the area. We have poor self-concepts, low self-esteem. We don't feel good about ourselves sometimes but you ought to feel good about yourself because of what God has done for you. God saved you. His son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for you. And that's enough to make me feel good about myself. There is no forgiveness without self-love. Don't get nervous now. You know, the Bible does teach self-love. And by extension... Self-love leads to self-forgiveness. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 35, when the Sadducees, when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had put the Sadducees to silence, one of the Pharisees, a lawyer, came and asked Jesus a question, tempting him, and he said, Master, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus responded by quoting Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, I believe. He says, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Wait a minute now. Then he wanted to say, on these two commandments hang all the law and all the property. Everything's wrapped up in in, in, in the counsel of God upon these two laws, loving God and loving yourself. Everything hangs on this. You know, if the law and the commandments was a curtain rod, there would only be two curtains on that rod. Love for God and love for yourself. And this is why so many of you struggle. You don't love yourself. I am not teaching you to be selfish. I am teaching you to love self. Huh? You love yourself. So Jesus said, we are to love God and we are to love ourselves. How can you love yourself if you can't forgive yourself? Can you love yourself truly? But you're unwilling to forgive yourself. If God loves you, you ought to love yourself. If God forgives you, you ought to forgive yourself. Now, arguably, arguably self-forgiveness is the highest level of forgiveness. You know, when you can... Move past all the pain and all the wounds that you've created in your own life. Nobody's fault but yours. When you can move past all of that, that's accepting yourself. And where there's self-acceptance, then you'll find self-love. This is why you can't forgive yourself, because you really haven't accepted yourself, who you are in God. You talk about it, you sing about it, but you struggle within to see yourself forgiven. And this is why the thing creeps up and that old song keep playing in your head. It's time to turn that record player off. Hmm? It's time to turn it off. If you can't have Self-acceptance, as Jesus taught. There is no greater law to self-acceptance other than loving God and accepting God. Love God, number one, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Jesus said, if you don't get anything else, if you don't learn anything else, he says, just understand this. That loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself, if you can do those two things, then you've got your arms wrapped around the whole of the law and the prophets. But if you can't love your neighbor as yourself, it's because you don't love yourself. And if you love yourself, you can love your neighbor. And if you love yourself, you can forgive yourself. Huh? You can forgive yourself. So Judas missed out on all of this because he's caught up within his own hurt, caught up in his own feelings. It's time to get out of ourselves and get into God and understand what God understands about us. Understand what God wants for us. So even though Judas sinned, you know, betraying Jesus was a sin. To betray anybody is a sin. But Judas could have found a a way out. But he chose not to take the way out. He chose to remain trapped in, closed in, caught up with all his pain, all his woundedness rather than looking outside of himself, looking to God, Judas could have found a way to repent. Remember, Peter denied Jesus. Didn't Jesus forgive Peter? He certainly did. And why would he forgive Peter but not Judas? In fact, Jesus told Peter, when Peter really didn't know himself, like many of us don't, when Peter hadn't come, to the realization of who he really was. Peter said, You know, I'll never deny you. I'll go to jail for you. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. And Jesus said to Peter, He said, Hold up, wait a minute. Satan desires to sift you as wheat, Peter, but I prayed for you that your faith fell not. But when you're converted, Peter, when you repent, and you see yourself for who you really are and who you can really be in me when you are converted. He says, do do this, Peter. Strengthen your brothers. In other words, Peter, when you come to the place where you know yourself, you love yourself, then love your brother. Strengthen your brother. Peter went out and denied him three times. But notice, Jesus didn't pray that Peter wouldn't fail. He prayed that his faith would not fail. And Judas could have been saved had his faith not failed. You know, when you're on that road of sadness that leads to suicide, you can do a lot about it, you can decide that I want to get off this road and I want to get on the road of joy and peace, love, joy, and peace. And That's what you do if you want to forgive yourself. God wants you to forgive yourself. God forgives us and we ought to forgive one another, but bless God, we ought to forgive ourselves. So in closing, Let me break it down for you. To forgive yourself is to move beyond the issue. You move beyond that issue of what you did wrong, that trespass you committed, that sin. You move past that issue, huh? And you move past all the pain associated with that. You move past that problem, and you allow yourself permission to continue to move forward. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net, 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.